Good morning and welcome to Revitalize 2020, episode 5. I am your sister, I am your friend, I am your host, I am your next step coach. This is Lulu Lincoln. Revitalize 2020 is your daily devotional companion. Encouragement in the Lord for modern Christian women. The daily walk is so hard and I want to encourage you. I want you to draw closer to the Lord. I want you to read the Bible every day, make time to pray and become everything that God has called you to be. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe that Jesus is God. I believe that he's the risen Lord. I believe that he died and rose again. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in tongues, I believe in healing, I believe in miracles. I believe that the Holy Spirit is Lord and also God. Now, if you're not already born again, I'm going to lead you through the prayer of salvation. So I will say a line or a phrase or a word, and then you repeat after me. Father, you love the world so much that you gave your only begotten son to die for our sins so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Your word says we are saved by grace through faith as a gift from you. There is nothing we can do to earn salvation. I believe and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is your son, the savior of the world. I believe he died on the cross for me and bore all of my sins, paying the price for men, paying the price for me, paying the price for everyone. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead and that he is alive today. I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sins and I ask you to forgive me. By faith, I receive Jesus Christ now as my Lord and Savior. I believe that I am saved and will spend eternity with you. Thank you, Father. I am so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer along with me, welcome to the family, hon. You are officially a member of the body of Christ. Find a local church, a Bible-believing church, a Holy Spirit-filled church, somewhere where they're speaking in tongues and they believe in the word of God. Join them, become a member join the worship team, join the Sunday school, find a way to be involved, volunteer with them each week and attend the services and you will grow in faith. You will never, ever, ever be alone again. You're part of a family, you're part of the wider body of Christ and you are now officially one of God's children. So congratulations, don't stop now. 
you are filled with the Holy Spirit, walk in God's love and go and preach that gospel. So today we are looking at victory, 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 victory. Now, I've always been taught that we already have the victory, but we don't know we have the victory because we don't know what the word of God says. So we're going to go through the scriptures. I'll give you the reference first and then you can make a note of the references. And I will say today, as I always say, as often as I remember, my interpretation of scripture is not the final authority and by no means the only interpretation. Now, the wonderful thing about the Bible is that it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit, but there are other voices out there. There are many, many men and women of God who have gone before me, men of women, men and women of God who will come after me. So I encourage you to read the Bible yourself, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and to reveal the truth to you, because the word says that the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truthfulness. OK, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy and your faithfulness. We thank you for the privilege of being called your children. Holy Spirit, work in me today so that as I speak and as I minister to you, Lord, as my priority and to myself and to my family and then to your daughters, daughters of the Most High, would you use me incredibly that lives can be changed, that the women of God will be set free to do the will of God, to go out in mission, to become mothers, wives, um, grandparents, father, teachers, ministers, workers, whatsoever you've called these women to be. May they live in your fullness and use me, Father, as you desire today as we share your word. Your wonderful God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're wonderful, God. Have your perfect way in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I'll give you the list of scriptures. Second Samuel 8, verse 6. First Chronicles 29, verse 11. Psalm 149, verse 4. Proverbs 24, verse 6. Romans 8, verse 37. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 54 and 57. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. 1 John, that's the little John, chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. Okay, so let's have a look. 2 Samuel, <coughs> excuse me, verse 8, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 6. David put garrisons in Syrian Damascus and the Syrians became his servants and brought tribute, the Lord preserved and gave victory to David wherever he went. So I'll give you a little bit of background to King David. Um, he was chosen by God, but he was scorned by man. He was the youngest of a long line of very tall, strong brothers, and he was the smallest and the youngest, but God chose him. And when God chooses people, they may not look or sound the way that you like, but he is always after their hearts and um, looking at their character. And David loved God. And I really believe that David's commitment and relationship with God is why God continued to give him victory. And my encouragement to you is that as you bring your tributes and your reasonable service to the Lord, 
and you continue to lay your life down for him. Now, it doesn't mean you will be without error, okay? Because when we look at David's life, when we will continue to do that, he made so many mistakes, but he always came back to God, repented and confessed his sins and said, you know, Lord, it's only you that I've sinned against. Change my heart. Look into my into my spirit. Look into my heart. And if there's anything I'm not doing right, correct it. And that's a, that's a very, very loose paraphrase. But that's definitely the sentiment and the thrust of a lot of the Psalms and a lot of the things David said. But the point is, God still gave him victory. And I encourage you, baby, that God will give you victory wherever you go. If you surrender to the Lord, if you commit your ways to the Lord, I can guarantee you every situation that presents itself to you, God will give you victory the way he gave to David wherever you go. Amen. Wonderful. Let's keep going. First Chronicles. Um, First Chronicles 29. 29 verse 11. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and yours it is to be exalted as head over all. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, God God can live without us, <laughs> but he chooses not to. And he chooses to share creation and history and time with us. And he made us to be in fellowship and in community with him. But when I'm looking at this verse, it's making very clear to me that everything belongs to God. It says yours. This is a declaration by King David. <laughs> yours O oh God, O oh Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. So everything belongs to God. All that is in the heavens and the earth is yours. Everything that we see, even the things we don't like, belongs to God. The earth is his and he's head over all. And um, what's happened just before this is because um, David, let's have a look. David is blessing God for the work that God has done. It says, I have provided in verse two with all my might for the house of my God, the gold for the things of gold, silver for the things of silver. Moreover, because I've set my affection on the house of God, in addition to all I've prepared, I have a private treasure of gold and silver, which I give to the house of God. <laughs> so it just goes on to list all of the riches that um, David has but he's given them to God. So David always gave his best to God in sorrow, in sadness and in victory. And sometimes it's easier to wait. I have to be really careful with what I say because I'll be challenged on this. Sometimes it's easier to wait to give God victory when he has done what you've asked him to do. But what I encourage you to do is to do what David did. And it says in verse 10 of chapter 29, Therefore, David blessed the Lord before all of the assembly. David gave his very, very best to God and he thanked him and praised him and adored him. And God releases victory as a result of our praise. Now, the victory may be in the form of a clear debt, 
a renewed relationship, an addiction you've been struggling with that you are no longer captive to. But victory comes when we release our praise. And the, the praise should not be contingent upon the victory. The praise should be ascribed to the character of God. And then God releases the victory. I know it might sound a little bit confusing, but if your child, I'm giving you an example because I'm a mummy, if your child has a, an expectation that you're going to come through for them, wouldn't that trigger something in you to bless them? It would. And we're human beings after all, so how much more God? The victory belongs to him, so he holds the victory, all victory, in his hands. And when we praise him for who he is, he has, by default, is able to release the victory to us because we've given him the things that belong to him. And it's hard to talk about this because there are some areas that I don't feel like I've seen the victory yet, but it doesn't mean that God hasn't done it. But I want to be like King David. I want to ascribe greatness and wonder and awe and all the pleasant things that I've been able to enjoy. Stay thankful for them because God has all the victory and all the power all the majesty and everything under the sun belongs to him. May he be continually exalted in our lives daily, whether we get what we want or not. Let's move on. Psalm 149, verse 4. Psalm 149, verse 4. Holy Spirit, fill me that I may speak your word clearly and that the eyes of our understanding would be opened so that we can enjoy your word and grow according to your grace and your glory. Psalm 149 verse 4. For the Lord takes pleasure. This is it. This is the word. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation and adorn the wretched with victory. Yes. And that's what the Lord does. There are situations that break us, but the Lord can remake you. If you are willing, if you humble yourself, it says here that he will beautify you and he takes pleasure in us. Imagine God that built the universe from scratch, from nothing, nothingness into everything across many, 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 many um, ages, many time zones, many galaxies, many universes. I don't know what is outside of this earth. In fact, I haven't even seen the whole earth. But imagine God who built everything takes pleasure in us. When you open your eyes in the morning, God looks at you lovingly the way that a mum looks at her baby or her 28-year-old or her 40-year-old or her 50-year-old. That is the kind of delight. In fact, multiply that by infinity. That is how much the Lord delights in you. And he seeks to deliver you. It says here that he adorns the wretched with victory. If you've been battered and bruised by pain, or trauma, the Lord is here to give you victory. That's your promise, that he will adorn the wretched with victory. Let's keep going. Proverbs 24, verse 6. Proverbs 24, verse 6. For by wise counsel you can wage your war. And in an abundance of counsellors, there is victory and safety. Now, we've been looking at um, worship, wisdom, walking in love. 
And here, in an abundance of counsellors, there's a wise people, wise godly people. There is victory and there's safety. That's good advice. The book of Proverbs is completely peppered with advice that we can use today. Don't ever let anybody tell you that the Bible is irrelevant and outdated. It most certainly is not. You have to read the word and you have to to take from the word what is available for you. It's a treasure trove. It's almost like going down 10,000 feet beneath the sea and finding pearls and rubies and diamonds beneath the seabed. As you read the word, the Lord, the Holy Spirit will open your eyes for you to take from it today what was also relevant 2,000 years ago. So, within an abundance of counsellors, within a group of counsellors, there is victory and there's safety. So if you are in a difficult situation, seek out wise counsel in abundance. Speak to two or three people with sound godly wisdom. And the Bible promises us that there is victory there and safety. Sometimes we have to make decisions independently, but not independently of the Lord. And what I like to talk about is interdependence. Interdependence means that you are connected to godly people that will allow you to grow, but you still maintain your personal relationship with the Lord. You don't want to be codependent because that makes you needy and you then have an ungodly reliance on people that can inevitably let you down. But interdependence, my goodness, that's healthy. That's like building a team around you or a tribe of people around you who will support you and you should in turn be able to support them. And if you're all in the word, you are strengthening and sharpening each other. The Bible says iron sharpeneth iron. So if you were in the word and one of your sisters comes to you, you should be ready with some wise counsel to lift them up at any given time and vice versa. Because the Bible says there's victory and safety. That safety could be um, protecting you from making poor decisions, from marrying the wrong person from walking out on your marriage it could protect you from being abused you know there's so many things that we expose ourselves to because we don't seek wise counsel and we are outside the circumference of safety it's very important as women of god that we don't tear each other down with gossip and um, backbiting but we stand together and build each other up and provide that safe space, that circle of victory so that we can all progress in the Lord. Amen. Let's go to the New Testament. Romans chapter 8. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Acts, Romans. Okay. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Acts and then Romans. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. Now this verse is quoted so much, but it still rings true. And the word of God is alive. It's not a dead sea scroll. It's not a history book in in that sense. Um, it's not a myth. It's not allegory. It's truth. And truth will always be the highest form of reality. And the word of God says about you 
Yet amid all these things, all these things, bills, stress, lack of employment or busy family life, all these things represent so many things in your life, good, bad and different. But it says we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory. I love the word surpassing victory. So that is outclassing all kinds of victory. Surpassing victory through him who loved us. Stay connected to the Lord who loves you so that you may also receive that surpassing victory daily in all the things that you're contending with as a woman, as a wife, as a daughter, whatever your situation is, the Lord will give you victory, surpassing victory. That's victory on all sides, on all counts, against your adversary, against your enemy, against people that said you couldn't do it. Hmm. The Lord has given you victory, sweetheart. Victory. Father, release, release your women and show your face to them that they would walk in their victory. Walk in your victory. That is your birthright. That is your inheritance. You've been adopted by the Father because of Jesus Christ. Victory is your birthright. In fact, victory is your name. Victory is your name. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. First Corinthians. First Corinthians 15. Verse 54, 57. First Corinthians 15. Verse 54. And 57. Verse 54. And when this perishable puts on the imperishable, and this that was capable of dying puts on freedom from death, then then shall be fulfilled the scripture that says death is swallowed up. Utterly vanquished forever in and unto victory. 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. The word of God really speaks to my heart because Jesus Christ conquered the ultimate, ultimate battle in death. By dying and coming back from hell, coming back from death. And because he overcame death. Now listen to me. Because he overcame death, there is nothing that he cannot overcome. Now what I mean by that is that if Christ dwells in you, because the risen Christ overcame death, there is nothing that he cannot overcome. So if he's in you, there's nothing that you cannot overcome because death is the ultimate punishment. That that would have been our punishment. Eternal damnation and eternal death was a price tag attached to our sin. But because Jesus came, Jesus came as a sacrifice. I can't even say this without crying. 
My God. (laughs) Jesus came to be the ultimate sacrifice for all of mankind. And the Bible says, death, where is your sting? Now, if we are now no longer prone to death, we're no longer going to be punished by death in eternal damnation. There's nothing in this life that you cannot handle. Now, I'm saying that to myself and to you because things come our way that are too much to bear. There are things that have happened to you that you cannot even talk about. And I'm telling you now that you have victory. And because of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is nothing that you cannot overcome. There's nothing that you cannot overcome. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Verse 56, now sin is the sting of death and sin exercises its power upon the soul through the abuse of the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ has made us conquerors. You're a conqueror at work. You're a conqueror at home. You are a conqueror in your family. You are a conqueror in your church. You are a conqueror in your business. You are a conqueror in your finance. You are a conqueror and overcomer of poor health. You are healed. You are healed of all financial enslavement and entanglement. You are healed from the bondage of abuse. You are healed from the bondage of slavery. You are healed from the impact of addiction. You are healed from the consequences of alcoholism. You are healed completely of the consequences of sexual morality, childhood sexual abuse, assault, trauma, exploitation, anything that has been spoken over your life. Girl, you are free and you are a conqueror because of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Yes. Thank you, Lord. He always leads us in triumph. He spreads and makes evident evident you are the evidence of the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere because he's given you victory through the Lord Jesus Christ I want to read the next verse verse 15 for we are look at that we are the sweet fragrance of Christ which exhales unto God discernible alike and among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing now Jesus does not want anybody to perish, but you now are saved. And anybody who confesses the Lord Jesus Christ with their mouth and believes in their heart that they are saved will be saved. So we are now among the sweet fragrance, the sweet fragrance of those who are saved. We are counted as saved and therefore we are like a sweet smell up into the nostrils of the Lord. How about that? So anytime you put your perfume on, just remind yourself, girl, that you are the sweet fragrance of Christ. One more scripture and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay, so go to 1 John 
This is Little John, towards the back of the New Testament, chapter 5. First John chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. Everyone who believes, adheres to, trusts and relies on the fact that Jesus is the Christ of the Messiah. Sorry, that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, is a born again child of God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him, his offspring. And by this, we come to know, recognize and understand that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commands, orders and charges, when we keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and his teaching. For the true love of God is this, that we do his commands, keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and teaching. And these orders of his are not irksome, burdensome, oppressive or grievous. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Who is it that is victorious over that conquers the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God, who adheres to trust in and relies on that fact that's us so because we have believed in adhered to relied on the fact not the myth or the allegory or hearsay but the fact that jesus is the christ the messiah the born firstborn son of the most high god everyone who loves the father that's our father in heaven loves the one born of him his offspring that's jesus and by this We come to know that we love the children of God and when we obey his commandments, do the things he asks us to do, keep his precepts and his teaching, for whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. So we're victorious because we have accepted the fact that Jesus is the Messiah. So just by default, And even if you just got saved today while listening to this podcast, that includes you. Imagine being saved for a minute and having the victory. There is no favouritism in the kingdom of God. So if you've been saved for a hundred years, for a thousand years, for five years, for six minutes, for half an hour, you have equal victory to somebody who's been saved for 50 years. Isn't God wonderful? Do you show favouritism with your children? Of course not. You love them all the same. You might meet their needs differently, but you don't love one more than the other. And God is the same with us. There's no favoritism and he is not biased. The victory is for all who decide to follow the Messiah. Believe in the Messiah. Believe in Jesus as the Messiah. Let's pray. You are awesome. You're awesome. Your word is perfect and tried and true. And there's nothing too hard for you, Father. Abba, Abba, Abba. We love you and we love your word and what it does to our lives. There's some things I've seen in the Bible so many times and it still moves me to tears and I do not understand it. Holy Spirit, will you continue to enlighten us today? Father, would you give the measure of faith 
to your daughters that they need to be able to glorify you today, that they would walk in the fullness of your joy, that they would be all that you desire for them to be, and nothing less, that nobody would speak against them, that their reputations would not be ruined, that shame would not come to their household or to their children, or to their children's children to come, or any generation after them, that everyone in their household would be saved. That everyone in their household will be saved. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord, worthy, worthy. Father, you're perfect. And I ask you what I always ask you, that you'd glorify yourself through me and any words that are spoken that are not truly yours. Let them fall to the ground and die. But let your truth come through, that your women may be empowered and strengthened in all the might and glory that you provided for them. I pray a seal of protection around them now. And I plead the blood over everything concerned in our lives that we would not be disqualified from the prize because we were not focused. Let the word dwell richly in our hearts today that we may prosper in all things, that our health would prosper, that we'd have no mental health issues, that depression would not be our portion. Sadness, failure, divorce does not belong to our household. Premarital sex, teen pregnancy, Abortion and miscarriage do not belong to us. And we stand in our victory and we take full authority in the name of Jesus Christ that nothing, nothing shall by any means harm us, not today and not ever, because the sting of death has been taken away by Jesus Christ. Nothing, nothing is beyond our ability to conquer and overcome because you are our ability and you are our conqueror. And because we have you, we can overcome all things. That's my declaration today. Give us victory wherever we go, like you did for David. Bless your women today. I love you, Father, and I love your people, and I love your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Girls, thank you so much. You have made my day. (laughs) I'm your sister. I'm your friend. I'm your daily devotional companion. I'm your host. I'm your next step coach. This is Lulu Lincoln on Revitalize 2020, episode five, walking in victory, living in victory. This episode has been sponsored by teachingmums.com. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.